We just sat down to the podcast. I love your message. And obviously you're out to help other people. You just joined the Less Leg More Heart team. So we got a little something for you. Oh, you fucking want to be famous. <laughs> Guys are looking sharp. Zach Dingy. Tony Capoletti. Three Legs Podcast, where we share business tips, interview experts, and travel the world. This week on Two Dudes, Three Legs. Welcome back to the Two Dudes, Three Legs Podcast. Today we have Sam Schaefer, an Air Force veteran, amputee, and all-around wellness coach. So in most cases, when people become an amputee, it's like the start of their hardship. And then they have to find their way through it. For you, it was kind of different. It was like you started with a hardship and then it's Ampu- almost like the Ampu- amputation, amputation freed was, you. Amputation was my solution. Yes. So tell us That's about all, that. Yeah, people have a lot, really hard time accepting accepting that, swallowing that pill. But um, no, I, I lost nothing in amputation. Um, I just don't stand in the shower now. Um, <laughs> that's, like that's, that. that's about it. That's about the only thing I've lost. Um, so while... In, while on active duty, uh, I was training in uh, Mississippi. Trip, fall, really nasty injury to the foot, ankle, which developed into a, a condition called complex regional pain syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that are unfamiliar with it, which is most people, and honestly, I've been in, most doctors knew less than I did about it. It's just not very well understood or known. Um, it's a really intense nervous system pain uh-huh. syndrome. Um, and you can tell by the name, the name is super nonspecific, right? Yeah. It basically says, we don't really know what's up. Uh, the wiring is messed up. And so for nine years, I was in a constant state of pain. Um, I never found a zero on the pain chart for nine years. And for the majority of that, I never even found a three. Wow. So, I mean, that was just, that was Constant life. pain all the it time. Was, it was constant. I didn't have... There was no like, there was no Advil, there was no pill to get rid of it. Um, and so why nine years until you arrive at the point of, okay, let's amputate. So amputation is considered by medical personnel to be a controversial treatment. Um, that being said, I had already failed every treatment, I'd proved treatment resistant, um, I had seen no progress in nine years. I'd only gone backwards despite diligent work with exercise, um, nutrition. I, I didn't sleep, but my sleep habits and hygiene was very good. Mm. Um, betw- despite doing all the right things, I continued to lose function and then started to lose it faster and faster. I got to the point that there were times when I couldn't manipulate my toes Ugh. on that side. Like I'd be sitting there thinking like this with my foot and, and it's not doing anything that is happening. Like it, it was, we, it, it looked fake. Yeah. It looked like I was making it up. And I just like, it's so impossible to understand sitting in a chair thinking that and your body's just like, no, right. Like I know how to do this. And it's funny you say like, it, you think it's fake, like other people would. And that's gotta be a really, really hard part of this is like, it's an invisible ailment. Yes. Uh, I mean, I had a doctor at one point, I had multiple doctors use the phrase, I don't think CRPS is real. That's crazy. Yes. Um, and you're in excruciating pain. You have someone and, telling and you And I'm that. like, okay, then why am I feeling like this? Right. Because, I mean, the bargaining I did with myself to try to convince myself, maybe this is fake. Maybe this is fake. Maybe. But to try to turn the pain well, off like, in your just own mind? Trying to, yeah. Like, yeah. At that point, I was out of coping mechanisms. Right. 
And so it literally like that's the position like mentally there came up there came a lot of points in a lot of days where I would just like what if it's not real? What if it's not? What what if I can figure this out? Cuz obviously what I'm dealing with is real, but if the condition is not real then that means that I can turn it off. I just have to access that. Right. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't and it's real. Yeah, yeah. Um we actually found in the surgery that where the the fracture happened in the original fall there was a, a deformation in how it healed. And where that like basically bump was, that bump and like almost spike that was created in my fib, ran right across the nerve. Ugh. Every movement for those nine years was getting tripped. The nerve, the nerve. Like, like literally, like I saw like my surgeon took a picture of it while I was opened up. And he was like, and he was actually, he gave me exactly what I needed. He's like, and I just want you to know, there was no imaging that we could have done to, to actually see this. The only way was cutting you open to wow. find this so because he knew that I, ha I didn't have the best health care I didn't have a lot of support from the VA um, in any of this so he was actually really quick to be like they did not make this mistake and so like I said so nine years of just trying and trying and trying I didn't get any help so there really wasn't no one was having a conversation with me right um, when I said that I didn't like I didn't feel safe with the idea of taking Vicodin for the rest of my life right Nobody wants you know to like, like you know two three years in <clears throat> what was said to me was exactly this. Well, that it must not be that bad. That's because I was concerned about long-term opiate use. Of course. I mean, but they did there, but so for, as far as they're, they were concerned, Oh, dude's faking it. Yeah. Cause um, you're not willing to live your life like an opiate zombie. Co correct. I mean, and the, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. With that's the, just with bad those medicine, man. That's yeah, bad medicine. Exactly. Like, and they just, that's what they wanted. It's easy. Have this pill and go away. I wanted a solution. Well, you're strong to turn your nose away from that because so many people fall it, it was into easy, that right? trap. Right? Like that, that, that's sold as the easy route. And I just, I, I didn't think that that was the long-term successful route. That does not sound like somebody that could be a dad. That doesn't sound like somebody that could be a partner that can be, I don't know how you can be your best like that. And right. that was the big driving thing is like, I, no matter how low things got, I still wanted to be the best version of that of that self and that was probably one of the only things that truly kept me alive um complex regional pain syndrome is known also by the name the suicide disease yeah um i, I paint with a lighter brush and i'm like people don't die of old age with this it's substance abuse mental health suicide so you were smart to stay away from those open I, I had to i, I felt yeah. that that was that was suicide my, sentence to, or, or death like, sentence. and you know so as things with on that side of it had really come to a head for me um late december of 2019 i was at the point of like i could not figure out a point of being alive um i really like i could not objectively do, i did the math yeah i did the math and objectively which is like where i'd found all solace in any of this I, it was being objective um because everything felt bad so i couldn't go on subjectivity I couldn't the, the math equation was clear yeah equals zero Ugh. like like I'm 30 that's your lowest point then yeah I'm 30 using a forearm crutch to walk around I can deadlift 500 pounds with my feet planted but I start walking and things go to things go to hell and I'm like trying to filter myself we were just doing the tv show yeah and so I'm trying not to say things say whatever you want yeah send it I, I gotta um but things had gone to hell like I'm like you know, it's like, I knew, I'm headed for a wheelchair. 
and then like what and i it came to a point it's like i don't know what worse how much work like if worse exists i like what the hell what what well, i can't do this like and not in like the pessimistic way i just didn't understand how things could even be worse from where it was at right and i had already gone through that cycle four or five times like how much worse can this really get and it finds something new yeah and then function started to go and as far as i was concerned there was one of the only things that I didn't have happen that can happen with this condition is spreading. Mm. I got to get rid of this. Yeah. You cut cancer out. Right. So that's when, like, like you, you don't leave cancer in because amputation is scary. Right. No, no, you know, you, you get rid of get cancer rid of and this was cancer. Yeah. Like, like this was, this was a cancer metaphorically. Right, right. So like, to me, it's like, I got rid of a problem. People don't mourn the loss of their tumor. Right. <laughs> I, and don't get me wrong, there was a big like mourning process that I went through, but I went through it before the amputation ever happened. So in preparation, how yeah. long did you have before the amputation to deal with it? Um, so it had been a discussion between my wife and I for the better part of a year, uh, for the better part of 2019, like we knew it might happen. Mm -hmm. we, 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 we had gotten ourselves prepared for that that might be reality. Because as far as I was concerned, as long as I can keep fighting, that gives more time for a solution to arise. Mm. And it didn't, still hasn't. You know, there is very little treatment for this. It's really challenging. Um, so a better part of a year, and so we'd come to, to the decision that it was okay. We were okay if it went this way. Um, I hit that low point at the end of December that in 2019, and I was like, okay, there is no other option. This has to go, and this has to go now. Um, I can't, I, I don't, I'm not confident that I can keep carrying the rock any longer. Yeah. And so I went to, I, I went to my general care and asked for a referral to, to a surgeon for, to, for a consultation for amputation. Um, what is your, what do they say to you when you ask for that? No. Really? I got told no. That I, she's like, I don't Why think would they is, fight you on that? because they want to see amputation as a failure. They don't see it as a solution and it's not a guarantee. And they're like, you can, what do you mean? It's not a guarantee. Like, like I could have, I could have woken up from my amputation with all my pain still there. Even with the nerve gone. How? Cause the nervous system's crazy. Phantom pains. True. Think how phantom pains work. Yeah. Yeah. It could just spread up. It could just move up my leg. Mm. It can move to the other leg. It still can probably. Interesting. Um, so they they got emotional about my straightforwardness and then they use that to make medical decisions which yeah. should never ever happen it's ridiculous it's like man i kind of thought this was my body right and you know i kind of thought this was mine to use and so like she wanted to, to not even let me have the consultation which is basically her job her job is not to decide the validity of my request so i ended up getting the consultation and the first surgeon they sent me to and I'll start with this guy never should have been the one to do my surgery in the first place. I had a very complex case. Not, can he do an amputation? Yes. He's a vascular surgeon. Uh, that's who does a lot of amputations these days. That being said, mine was a particularly complex case. Okay. I should have been sent to the specialist that I ended up with. Um, yeah, spoiler alert, got the amputation. <laughs> if you hadn't realized you by now. Tell. Yeah, if you couldn't tell by the story uh, or the fact that I'm here. So... He literally walks in. Hi, I'm doctor. I'm not even going to put his name out there. And if you do this amputation, you will fail. I'm sitting, he's standing, leaning over me, 
listing stuff off on why I'll fail. I haven't even tried to get better. I haven't done any treatments. I was like, I've failed all the treatments and I've done nothing but try. Right. And so like this guy never even asked what was going on. And then this led into a spiral, like a, a snowball against me. And it be in the VA decided to be my adversary. That's so strange. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a, th there's a thousand people with the same story though. Not necessarily this exact one, but the whole VA is fighting their fighting, giving them healthcare. You know, everything I've got, like with CRPS, I basically got denied healthcare because I didn't want their, I didn't want an endless supply of opiates. Right. I got denied my amputation. Do you attribute that to it being the cheapest way for them to treat you? And that's what they wanted to do with you. I don't, I don't know how much of it's financial. I don't know how much of it is culture. I, I know, I know a lot of it's culture. Yeah. Sounds um, like it. I mean, th this surgeon has, is not accountable for his actions in the VA system. Like they are in the civilian system. Hmm. They're just not like in the military. Like for example, if you're, when you're active duty military, and this may have recently changed in the last couple of years, but you can't, you, you're not allowed to sue for malpractice. Wow. Um, as active duty, no matter how malpractice it is. Right. Um, like That's I, wild. I, I have a, what incentivizes him to be a good doctor? Same. It's, just, well, it's the same thing with the government. Why is the government? No, this government has no incentive to do better. There's no competition. Well, let's not get started. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. Well, I wasn't trying to make a statement that way, but, but like, but that's how it works, you know? Right. Of course. And, um, yeah. So like, there's just no incentive. Like I've got a, one of my personal training clients, his whole career has been defending doctors for malpractice cases. He's like, I wouldn't touch your case with a 10 foot pole. He's like, he's like that doctor. He's like, your whole care team would lose that case so fast. That's incredible. You know, and he just knows some of the details. That is incredible. And you know, but it, you know, in the end it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I ain't changing. I'm not changing it. Um, th that those days are dead. You know, right. that version of me is dead. Um, I don't have to deal with it. So nine months of battling, like battling. And at this point, they're fighting to not have to do their job and I'm fighting for my life. Right. And they refuse to get on that page. Um, I, f I basically eventually, I break down the whole timeline of everything that had happened, proved with, which also proved multiple forms of literally collusion against me. Like I put, I literally was like, here's where I can tell you've colluded against me. If you're interested in me telling this story to someone else, I can, but, or you could give me my, my referral. I, had, I finally got my referral 36 hours later. Wow. There Amazing. you go. Four, four pages worth of just, this is what's happened. And this is why this will not continue. So you end up getting the surgery. It's obviously a success. I wake up out of pain. Like, what does that feel like? Take us, take us, you're oh, in the hospital bed. Well, you wake it up. was the most in, it was the most confusing. Have you ever just been like, I don't understand how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I did not understand how I felt. I hadn't been there. My brain didn't know what to do with all this space. Like mm. my wife and I, we, we called it pinging. What was it? Pinging. Whenever I'd find his brain, it just felt like there was a bouncy ball around in my skull because it, did, <laughs> it didn't have all that stress. Like imagine you were just carry, like, carrying your baby and then you right. put it down, your, your arms got to do this. Yeah. Well, my brain had been carrying that rock Wow. that had turned into a boulder for nine years. And now all of a sudden it's like, I didn't know what to do with it. Like I'd be talking all of a sudden, I'd just be, out there to me the delighted was probably a small part of it <laughs> the, the <laughs> delighted was a delighted. small part uh the first day or two but like over the course of a couple of months i would just hit the next stage of comfortable that i had never experienced as an adult that had become so foreign 
that like I'd be all over the place and my wife would be like one of us would pick up on it it became like this like awesome celebration joke like yeah I'm pinging why because I found a level of comfort that I was desperate for and because I was so I was in a constant state of discomfort right and not chosen discomfort so from looking at your social media I mean you appear to be thriving in I life right now. I love it. You are this a thing works. wellness coach. Explain to us a little bit about the coaching that you do. So I have um, probably always been on path to coach and do stuff like that. Um, I'm the second oldest of 12 kids. Wow. I've learned how to teach, coach, instruct, just about every sort of topic from schoolwork to athletics to everything in between to multiple different types of people. That is good coaching yeah. in a sense. So. Um, what I do now is I primarily my coaching comes out, goes through a CrossFit gym. So I do a lot of CrossFit. Um, I do a lot of personal training, perform, like I work with people on performance. I have been working, I do breath work. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I do a lot with the breath work stuff, especially at my kickboxing gym. Um, I coach fighters, like I coach fighters as like on fight night, I'm in the back doing their breath work and pre pre fight stuff and mindset. That's badass. And it's so much fun. Um, I did a, a, ver a YouTube video on one of the fight nights and my first thing is like, don't get me wrong, like I, I watch it, I'm sure you see yourself the same way. I watch like, man, I can do this video so much better next time. Yeah. But in the end, but I got to like kind of show a process. little, I got to show a little bit of what I was doing back there. And so like, I, so I do that sort of stuff for them. Um, I'm really into anything that optimizes the machine because for me, just to be passable, I had to be fully optimal mm. before. Now what happens when you apply all that, those habits, those practices, mm. the discipline learned to something that can actually finally move forward. Right. And it's like, it's and that's like what's happening right living now. Living under 10 times gravity. And then now I get to walk around. Yeah. On, at normal. That's incredible. That, that, man. That's a really good analogy. That will, yeah. right, that's going right in the pocket. Um, so that's, that's, that's what's happening now is, is that I've been so into, I'm so like, it, you get humbled. So like, I don't care. Like, like the people that are sitting there like, Oh, I don't want to do med meditation. Doesn't work for me. Journaling doesn't work for me. Uh, there's a lack of humility there. I was like, yeah, a relationship, a better relationship with yourself. Isn't going to work. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> like good, good yeah, it point. It doesn't work. If you and say and, it and I'm not too. saying that there's some, they're not, there's no magic pill in there. It, it's about finding your cocktail and your, your version of journaling and your version of meditation. Uh, the breath works pretty straightforward is breathing. Um, there's not a bunch of different ways to breathe properly. Mm -hmm. Um, but like anything that can optimize the machine, I'm willing to give a go. I'm willing to dive deep into it, take what I can and then move to the next thing. Right. So you're like the, the tester of all. Yes. Tell us about all of the mechanisms or all of the practices you've used to deal with oh, the pain yeah. and cool. So, uh, yeah. So Breathwork was one of the, like the first really big ones. Um, if breathwork is amazing. Yeah, I yes. just watched someone push a child out of them by breathing. Correctly. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But like, it really is like it, there's, there's a few things that happens there. It's one is yes, you can, you alter your state and you put yourself in a position for X, Y, Z. But the other thing that happens like for me is like I, everything felt so out of control. Breathwork gave me control at minimum controlled like this thing that was suffocating me to like push it back and give me this much, give me this space mm. to stay alive mm. before it like engulfs me. Like breath work is what gave me this. 
to do that. So, so like breath work and then really everything came as a branch out, like from there. meditation, heavily um, influenced by breath, breathing patterns, yep. and, um, focused on the breath and just different, you know, the most basic form of meditation is to simply just focus on your breath. Um, the sensation of, you know, feel it come into the nose, feel your belly fill. Right. I've let done it, uh, let yoga it before and it's like, you get that's to, what they tell you to do. Yeah. Too. yeah it's a it's, that's why yoga, like the, the breath, tying the breath in is why yoga has the, the research has so shown success with dealing with trauma, like actually releasing trauma from the body through yoga practice. Mm. Um, it's a really interesting book called the body keeps the score. The body keeps the score. It is a wild book. It cracked me wide open. Really? Oh man, messed me up for months. Hand messed you up? Hand, like, like in a good way, like I got past all the pain and then I was able to finally start processing the events of my life. Post-op? Yep. Okay. And then it's like, it just highlights like, oh sh, that wasn't how I thought it, oh man, I gotta deal with it. Like it highlighted a bunch of things I needed to deal with in a more, like a, th you know, in a more thera therapeutic setting. Mm. Um, it's just, it's a great book. Don't think that the the play though is not to speed read it. Like I, I can be I can be someone who will like voraciously consume information, mm. and then my integration goes goes to shit. Yeah, and that's no good. You got at that point. At slowly. that point, you're just a junkie. Yeah, you're an information junkie now. <laughs> yeah. Instead of doing doing what you learned on the one podcast. That. Yeah, I learned to listen to seven podcasts instead of listening to one and then putting it into practice. Um, so like that's one of those you know like that book is nuts and so it kind of gets into that like yoga's benefit for trauma and so like i said so there was the breathing uh there was meditation i was introduced to the ice um like the ice immersion mm. so i it seems Something weird i do as well I, I just have a horse trough yep and i put you know i had it outside on my deck in the winter and I'd hop in once a week. I think I'd do 11 minutes a week was optimal. Yeah, that's the, so the 11 minutes is like the, the minimum. Well, like, like seek, to, like if you're gonna have a practice, seek to accumulate at least 11 minutes a week. Right. I do three minutes every morning. Every day. Every day. <laughs> so think about that endorphin rush you get when you do it, right? Oh, it's the best. Imagine starting every day with that momentum. And then what happens whenever you started every day in the last three weeks with that momentum? Yeah. You're on fire constantly. Right that sort of practice whenever I was in all the pain was enough to like, and the pain didn't go away, but the volume got turned down because I had a bigger stress now and I could focus on the breathing. And some days it would get it under control for me. Like it was like a wildfire some days. Like, yeah. like I can't talk pain. Oh my God. And I, so that's where I would go. I would go to my ice tub. Isn't it amazing? You're in so much pain. So what do you do? You go freeze your uh, whole entire right? body. Could, could, I was yourself. having a nervous system issue, and and the the cold immersion operates on the nervous system level. So it, again, the the ice and the cold is stress, and that stress is challenging your breathing. The same way weight on a barbell will challenge your ability to stand up from a deadlift posture. Mm. So the ice actually just becomes resistance to right. your ability to gain control of your. Man, I need to get an ice. So, so, so you do that. So I was able to like at least get the fire into a controlled burn. Right. I, I never, it never put the fire out. And the, and yeah, there were times when I got out and the pain just immediately kicked back up. Ugh. But you know what? But what does a ten minute break do on a really busy day? Right. It can get breathe life back into you. Get, oh, absolutely. It gave me enough to keep fighting. Yeah. Now, it, now it's again this huge forward push for me. 
you know, I, I get to start every day with this momentum. My, my brain's turned on. I don't waste the time. Because again, I start off with something that's stress is good for you. Yeah. Poorly managed stress. When you use it, it right. Yes, it, it's just all about how you manage it. Right. So these things I had to learn, it's, the, it's stuff that we can all do, right? You don't have to go through a traumatic event. I didn't have a choice. Right. But now I get to share all this stuff. I understand it all, like I understand it. I've felt it. I know how real it is and how like incredibly like impactful it can be to be a dedicated, it's a dedicated practice. So like, you know, everything, you know, the, the breath, the meditation, the, again, the, the, the ice, um, journaling has been a big one. Mm. You know, I've, I've always been a very blocked person. Like I've, I've always, I've always like wanted to be able to create, draw this, that, the other. And I've just always felt really blocked. And as I'm going through all this stuff with the pain, like I don't have the space. Um, I don't have the space up here to actually take a blank piece of paper and turn it into something. Right. Now I've got the space. So through the journaling, I'm able to kind of like move the wheels along and just, what am I thinking about? Right. What am I feeling like? And just very simply getting that first little bit on paper and getting it out, like that there is a real thing to physically like releasing that um, that comes from journaling. And again, there's a million ways to journal. I mean, there's a million ways to journal, but it, I just found that that moves me past like that first, that first hurdle. The second one's always easier to get over. Right. Because momentum's very real. Again, I start off every day with that momentum. You know, I wake up, my morning routine is sacred. I, I, st I did the same morning routine here in Boston that I do at home, except I don't have my cold tub. But I woke, wake, woke up, uh, 10 minute breath work, a little bit of journaling, cold. And you've probably tried so many things, but these are the ones that really work for you. They never stopped working. How do you keep your tub cold during the summer that's what we're figuring out right now oh. <laughs> i just got one um actually that's becoming a little bit of a niche on youtube for me is like these solutions i actually just wrap my tub in um in a garage insulation ah keeps the sun from beating on it right okay and it's actually working you pretty just well. throw ice in there yeah yeah yep, I've, I've got it yeah i bought an ice maker oh snap and, and i'm way under five thousand dollars for the self-cooled tubs which are amazing i just don't have the money and space for it right now Okay. And I'm really interested in creating a more accessible solution. The whole world gets better with an ice practice. Everybody gets better. Yeah. Um, people have this idea like, I can't change the world. You can't change the world by yourself. Ooh, um, that's a but, bar right there. But I, I don't bars. believe that. Oh. Uh, so I don't, yes, you can change the world. Um, the first line of my like mantra type meditation. So I'll do my breath work and I do a little meditation to myself. And the first line is if I change myself, I've changed the world. Oh yeah. Okay. I like that. So by simply making, doing something to improve yourself, you've now raised the average of the world. What happens if everyone moves 1% instead of someone thinking that they have to push the rock all the way? It's a lot of change. It's a lot of change, right? If we all get 1% better today, how much better is this group tomorrow? Right. And what happens if we Over keep doing time, it? The momentum what factor is so, exponential. Correct. So now the snowball is growing the right way down the hill. That's what we want, right? And that's what you can do for yourself. And like these things, like in the end, I never got help from anyone. Like there were people that wanted to and meant well and others that didn't. But in the end, I was the only one that could help myself. I had to put my own oxygen mask on first. 
And because I did that and I kept doing it and kept fighting for it, I'm now in a position that I can explain something to you about your prosthetic. I can help Amoya with Amoya with, um, I just realized I said your name wrong. Super sorry. With maybe a stress management question she has. Because guess what? She's not in the same, she's not near as deep down the hole. So if it worked for down here, what happens when she's here? Oh, she, right. Now she, and now she starts to understand that control she's got. And then that leads to her doing more stuff. That's, that's why the breath is so important. And I, and I hope like to get to do a little bit at the test run to teach these guys a little bit about breathing yeah. to give them this sense of control. So the, key, the keys are in your hand. If you hang on to them, don't hand them over. Mm. And to, again, uh, to understand the control that you've got, like the, again, back to the breath is like, that's where I learned all that. That's where I learned that I had control and that's how I can control it. Oh, so if I do that, I can do this. Mm. So I just got to keep doing this. And like I said, it gives me this now opportunity to share, give back. Like no one should have to go through nine years of what I went through. Right. To simply see one ounce of progress. And I really hope that I am going to be able to stop that from happening from one or more people. Like, Dude, it seems like you've taken the struggle and you've only taken the positive out of it, which is incredible. And now you're just naturally, you want to bring that positivity. Yeah, why hang on to the past, man? Like, like the version of me yesterday, he's dead too. Right. And I thought that was a pretty, it was a pretty good one. It was pretty, (laughs) it was pretty pretty all right yesterday, but like good, bad or otherwise he's dead. Yeah. So, so so why am I going to sit here and take and worry about him? I got to take care of now. Right. And like, you know, I was telling this to someone the other day. They're like, you know, I just really don't. He's like, he's like, I love it. And it's awesome. He's at my kickboxing gym. He's like, but it's like, you, you're, you're, you, you don't care about your amputation. You know, I was like, you're damn right. I don't. Who fucking cares? <laughs> right. It's done. I was, I was like, I was like you think the now. grocery store changed because Sam got lost his foot? <laughs> no, it's still the same grocery store he's got to get through. Right. Um, it's still the same everything. So I just have to solve. I have to solve the same puzzle differently. Right. I don't get a different puzzle, you know, and like, so it's like, he's like, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I can let this be my, be my limiter or my superpower because now I, cause I know it doesn't matter. Right. I know that literally losing a foot does not matter. So what, what do I got to be worried about? Right. Like, why would I dwell on the negative? That's how I look at it all the time. And like, I think people have a hard time seeing it that way. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, you know, there, again, there was no loss here. I didn't lose anything. Yeah, for you, you gained your... Correct, your, right? Like, I, I, I took control. Right. And I just don't... Again, I, I don't know any other way to do it. Like, yeah. nothing... Else, like, everything gets so stripped down when you go through that process. You don't get to, you don't get to participate in bullshit because it doesn't work. Otherwise, it wouldn't be bullshit. It would be the truth. Mm. The truth doesn't need your compliance to be true. It just is. Ooh. But your bullshit does. If you drop your bullshit, it just disappears. Yeah. And that's how you know it's not the truth. Does it, does it need compliance to be real? Or do I have to create it? Dude, that's deep. Like, I again, really I, like I don't, I've, I've created no truth. But I can, humans, can, humans only create bullshit. The truth is the truth. Right. And that's just the reality of it. Like, again, I got into a situation where I had no room or bandwidth to deal with anything but the truth. Yeah. Now... I just have to continue saying yes to that. Like I have to continue saying, yes, I want to be the best version of myself, not just out of pain. Being, getting out of pain allowed me to be the best, uh, is on the journey of being the best version of myself. Mm. 
but it wasn't just to get out of pain. It was to be, if the, it was really about being my best, well, that job's not done. Right. That's a 24. Now you've made a habit of constantly that's improving a 20, yourself. That's a 24 seven job. Yeah. Mindset isn't part-time. So if I do that and I continue again, this is the, what people are like, I can't believe this is how you know, you're, you're on fire. You're this, you're that. And for me, I'm just taking the next step and just taking the next step because yeah. You got, everyone's thinking about hopping on the, everyone's thinking about hopping on the train at their chapter 10 when they won't even, when they're not even willing to crack the book and actually read chapter one. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why it seems inexplicable that someone could live like I do. That's why people like, they see that and like, oh, that doesn't work. That, that, that mindset doesn't work. This doesn't, this, he's just making shit up. He's just tested and proven. Like, then why am I here? Right. Like, and but again, I, I did it one second at a time. Right. I also dealt with all nine of those years one second at a time. I felt every single second of pain. Right. I happened. think you have an incredible story to share. And that, I think that's something you should bring to your YouTube channel. That's, I'm working on it. Yeah. What is the name of your YouTube channel? Plug it. It's really clever. Sam Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> How did you come up with that? <laughs> um, so if you go back about... 33 and a half years. Mom and dad. <laughs> my mom was like, I like the name Sam. <laughs> and my dad was, was like, I don't get a say in these things. <laughs> well, Sam, what I really love about what you do is like, you've gone through all of this BS and you came out on the other side, the victor, obviously, but you didn't stop there. And sort of like the same as my trajectory, I, I didn't want to stop. Once I figured out how to make myself whole again, I wanted to help other people become whole again. Yeah, like and for I me, think this, wasn't that's a, this, your, wasn't, this wasn't a finish line. Right. This was like the little jet speed thing on Sonic. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> so now you've decided to go and help other people and you're joining us with less like more heart. Yes. To become a peer to peer. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough for Tina to ask ask me to be a part of that and man is that a cool opportunity. Right? I, like yeah, like the idea of giving someone a leg is pretty pretty freaking nuts. I'm not I'm not the master at raising money. Um otherwise I'd probably have a lot more of it myself. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I get I'll get there. Like yeah. like, like no, like again just the idea of like I know what my ability to challenge myself has done for me. And there's a lot of ways to challenge yourself. It is really consistent that the physical realm is an effective way to do that. There's, there's tons of, everything's a vehicle, right? Like, like if everything's a vehicle, then it doesn't really matter the specifics. Some people find it in martial arts. Some people find it in the weight room. Some people find it on a chessboard. Mm. Some people find, like, it doesn't matter where but you have to be willing and humble enough to accept that lesson and to, again, to learn from it. It just really seems though that the physical side of it just checks a lot of boxes at the same time. Right. There, there's the health side of it. There's the mental, like what it does for your mental health side. And I'm the last, you know, I'm the first person to say the gym is not therapy. It can be therapeutic, but it's not therapy, but it is good. But movement is good for your mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on top of that, then you can build and learn all these other things, the discipline, the, the, the consistency. And then you just now, whenever you're trying to develop like a meditation practice, well, if you're already good at being consistent, now you're just learning one thing instead of two. Mm. You stack skills. You just right. layer and layer and layer and layer and layer. Again, whatever works will, will prove itself. Dude, you're a natural born coach, I think. I, I think so too. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think so too. For for a long time, I dealt with the issue of I didn't feel that I had self worth unless I was giving something to other people. Oh, interesting. I, I have finally come to the realization that while that may have been something that was planted in my head for a long time, it wasn't right. But the truth is actually that I'm at my best when I'm doing stuff, when I'm, when I'm in a role like coaching, that's, right. that's what makes me my best. And that is, I am terrified of the second best version of myself. My wife does not deserve that. Mm. My wife is way, way too good to receive the second best version of Sam. That's powerful. Dude. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm terrified of that guy. Well, listen, man, I, I love what you do. I'm going to ask you, and I think you might've already answered it, but I'm going to ask you my favorite question of all at the end of the day, what is your message to everyone out there? Trying to, trying to distill this down, take a breath and keep walking. Oh, I like that. Take, take a breath. One, keep one foot moving in front of the other. Things will change. That really encompasses everything we just talked about. I think <laughs> that was really good, oh, dude. You gotta, like if you would have seen me when I first started coaching, like I was the king of word vomit. My my mechanism, my mechanism for confidence in front of a room was my knowledge. So yeah. I just vomited it all out there, even though they cared about maybe ten percent of that. Right. And the other funny part, man, you wanna know what I got told in grade school and high school by multiple teachers? What's that? Make sure you avoid a career or job that has anything to do with public speaking. You're just not good at it. What? Is there an amazing that people that I was say told that? that? I was told that from the time I was in middle school. It got reaffirmed by teachers in high school. I and don't think I, them wrong. I, I, my whole Listen, job, man, my whole job is public you, speaking. My whole job is public speaking. Right. I think you should take your YouTube channel and and pick lessons that you've learned through the hardships that you went through and then make videos about them. I think that's a great way for you to serve. Yeah, that's, that's like the direction I'm going. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting my chops right now. I'm kind of learning the editing process. Cause like we can help you with that. Yeah, please. I, I can't, <laughs> I, I'm so excited to meet you guys and like le learn a little bit more about like things being done at the level that I think I can do them in the future. Um, but like if I have this message that I believe is truly this dynamite, I want to get, I want to really crush it. Like I was thinking about this the other night and I was just like, there are so many amazing messages on YouTube that have under a hundred views. Yeah, it's true. Like, like people that they've got all these great words and they've got all this great message, but they've got no understanding on the full, what fully encompasses getting it out there. Mm. And that, so like I'm right now, I'm just kind of getting my chops, you know, kind of sprinkling stuff in as I give context that makes sense. Um, but developing those skills so that I can then, do this exactly how I want to do it. That's why I've done some like vlog type videos is just simply getting the reps in. Yeah. And it just gets me the practice. It gets me to edit a video, go through the full process, adjust and assess and improve the next time and continue to roll that over. And I know that as it makes sense, it will organically come out. Right. Yeah. And, and get better and better over time. It's the forcing well, it that kills people. Yeah. Well, look, man, you have a lot to offer. I can't wait to, you know, this is just the beginning of our friendship I and think relationship. So. And I'm looking forward to seeing what we're doing. I'm really looking forward to the test run. So yes, I've actually never been on a running blade before. Really? Yes. Um, I'm actually really excited to see what this feels like. That's dope. You're excited to try one. Yeah. Cause I, th I think, uh, I think a longer run is in my future. All right. Not because I want to, I just like, I'm so determined. I was so limited for so long. Well, you'll I refused, get your chance to run on one. Right. I refuse to have a physical skill, limited experience opportunity. Mm. I always want to be like, if someone comes like, Hey, let's do this thing. 
I never want to be like, oh shit, I don't really know how, I don't have the proficiency to run, so I can't do this. <laughs> nope, I'm not, I refuse, I refuse to let that be a limiter in my life. I get that choice. We just sat down to the podcast, love your message, and obviously you're out to help other people. You just joined the Less Leg, More Heart team, so we got a little something for you. I want you to try this for you. Oh, fuck. That's from Levitate, from oh, Less Leg. Anthony raised the funds, and it's from our Bro, I wanted to make sure you got one, because I know Thank you're you so much. people. Like, and no more waiting for the VA to, to find you. Sure it's time to run this weekend. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. Pop like, it open, dude. I want Anthony, to thank you for your fundraising. Thank you to Last Day for making a great product and to all the people that donated, man. That was quite the little setup right there, bud. Right? Oh, fucking right. I can like hop and skip. Yeah! <laughs> you want to try putting this thing on? I've got a hybrid, like um, Cheetah, the Cheetah Explorer, it's got the heel on it. Okay. So like from a running gait standpoint, the heel kind of gets in the way of good, of like proper technique, because th there is a reason why there's no heel on this. So do you take it running, the Cheetah? No. You don't? No, honestly, I've just not been able to get comfortable in my running stride with it. So when's the last time you would say that you've kind of got a full running stride on? September 6, 2011, when I blew my leg out. Wow. Oh. Right now, what I'm gonna warn you is... Call my wife. Oh, can I yeah. hold her on FaceTime? Let me hold her for you. Okay, I mean, if it's only on FaceTime. <laughs> hey babe, I'm gonna hand you over because I wanna show you something. That's Tina, by the way. Hi, I've heard so many beautiful things about you. And just like, I feel like I already know you, but I want you to know that your husband is running for the first time in 12 Whoa. years. That is nuttier than squirrel shit. Nuttier than squirrel shit. Woo! Like, take some adjustment. I think I have. I gotta pull it out. Um, so this is Anthony. Uh, How you doing? He's another one of the big. I just did his podcast, and uh, he just gifted this. Like, so he raised money and decided I was gonna be the recipient of one of the free legs. So, so yeah. So it was his, it was his eyes. <laughs> So I just, uh, no, it's cool, I, I, I wish you were here, um, but that's always the case. Uh, so I just wanted you to get to kind of be a part of that. Uh, love you, babe. Bye, babe. Oh, I'm about to cry, chill out. <laughs>